Hi, my name's Nick Edwards, and I'm joining Rick Flynn to talk about my upcoming EP 1960, my single interview that's dropping on the 23rd of June 2023, and I can't wait to share some of my stories. You're listening to Rick Flynn. With a shout out from London Town, it's Rick Flynn presents. Ladies and gentlemen, your MC for the affair, Rick Flynn. Hi everyone, welcome on in worldwide. This is Rick Flynn in the USA and we are delighted right now to tell you about a young man who has done very, very good things over there in the UK with a television program appearance that kind of launched it all, if you will. And that program is very similar to a program that we have here in the USA. And the program in the USA is is called AGT, and that means America's Got Talent. How do I know about that? Well, it's a very popular show over here. Terry Crews is a former football player. He was a pro football player. He is the MC of that and has been for years now here in America. His wife, Rebecca King Crews, has joined us a couple of times right here on this very series that we're recording on my podcast worldwide and i love that gal rebecca king cruz currently has a new clothing line that she's working on and the minute she gets free from that we hope to bring her back on and you're not going to find a better fan for the agt version america's got talent than rebecca king cruz our good friend since her dear husband terry hosts it over here Now, let's go to the UK where they have a program called BGT. That means Britain's Got Talent. And we had a young man appear on that show, Britain's Got Talent, and he sang a song, I believe, or he, well, he released, uh, I'm going to let him tell you about it, but he's had tremendous success worldwide since being a semi-finalist on that show. Why are we here today? We're here today because the same individual has released what is called an EP. We're going to explain that too on this show today. And his new single, which he wrote, we're going to introduce to you. It'll be released in just a few days from now. And that is a song called Into you written by and sung by our guest nick edwards nick how are you doing come on in and say hello hey rick how you doing um really pleased to be here i'm definitely climbing the kind of musical ladder um hoping that i get my kind of big break still but i've uh, as you've explained i've got that good base to uh, to work from and it's been an incredible kind of 12 months since since the show right now explain to me daddy's little girls was that something you recorded after your appearance on the show or was that what you sang on the show so 
So Daddy's Little Girls is a song that I performed on my audition show. And there's a bit of a lapse of time between me auditioning for the show, if you like, uh, at a really well-known venue in London called the London Palladium, really famous theatre, and, and it actually airing, uh, which was April. So this kind of January was, was my audition day. I performed Daddy's Little Girls, and then it was... It was uh, kind of introduced, uh, kind of globally to the world on on the on the uh, airing of the show in the UK in April, and then I think uh, subsequently it's been shown all all the way around the world. But uh, yeah, so Daddy's Little Girls is a song that that was actually uh, written by uh, two uh, really talented uh, American songwriters, actually, and I, and I fell in love with the song and, and then recorded my version of it. I I went over to to Nashville in September after the show, following the following the show and, and recorded it and I released it in September and it's it's been a bit of a, a bit of a, a dream for me uh, this and uh, I, I certainly feel that you know I'm in I'm in kind of uh, good company I'm just trying to keep moving forward keep releasing keep writing and uh, you know follow that dream if you like right now since performing that song that song was viewed over 300 million times and trended worldwide on YouTube within the top 10 indeed within 48 hours within two days after being aired and placed up there that is phenomenal how did that happen and were you shocked that it happened that quickly yeah yeah it, well it, I was shocked mainly because I was the first ever surprise act in the history of Britain's Got Talent and they decided that last year they were going to uh, introduce this concept of of of, entering, of of having kind of the conventional acts but also having some surprise acts and I think there were four or five in total as part of the audition process where for example uh, one of the judges went into a school and asked a, a young uh, kind of poet to come in and, and perform and, and they had a couple of different setups but mine was quite unique in that I was lured into the London Palladium by my family family uh, being told that we just had these tickets and we were going to be spectators and the next minute I'm up on stage kind of singing the song but after the audition I mean I couldn't believe it I was in shock for weeks months after really so this was in January and then you've got a, you've got this waiting time in between your auditioning and the show deciding on which contestants are going to be through to the live shows um, and at that point you're kind of dangling um, waiting for your call um, and that pretty much lasted until the end of almost middle to the end of May. So all you know from January the 21st, I think, which is when I had the audition, all the way up to kind of mid-May, I was waiting to get the call to find out if I was through to the live shows, which were going to be kind of in the opening weeks of June. And then I finally got that call, and I think we had about three weeks to start preparing for the live shows. But I remember the day it aired, we sat at home and and watched it. In fact, I was with my wife and our children. And my wife's parents and we decided that we were going to sit and watch it but believe it or not I found out the day before that it was going to air on the Saturday so I found out on the Friday kind of lunchtime that it was going to be aired on the Saturday uh, night the first opening episode and so 
we we gathered kind of only really a family and and, and watched it and uh, obviously my phone went uh, a bit crazy Mike so I only really had a personal account at that point and I hadn't really banked on it going anywhere or doing the numbers that it did but um, so we sat and watched it and then, then I remember so the show airs if you think about probably about six seven eight o'clock eight o'clock at night UK time by about ten eleven o'clock it was it was kind of upwards of a million plus and I was thinking. Well, Okay, that's 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 quite a big number. One million is a lot of a lot of people. I woke up the next day and it it, it just gone to completely new extremes. And I think you know, oh, if you, if if you go on to the Britain's Got Talent Facebook page, the post is 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 well beyond three hundred million now. And I think if you really tallied up all of the numbers across all the various different platforms, you might find that actually it's probably more like over 400 million, which is an insane number uh, when you consider that the population, say, in the UK is you know uh, much, much smaller than that. So yeah, uh, a, a real eye-opener to, to the kind of scene of the music world. And, and, and that was my entry, if you like, into uh, getting myself back to the music again. Now, it was the show that announced, they said, you know what? It would be nice to have some surprise auditions on this program. Did the show host announce it and and they kind of let the public know that they were going to do it? And then your wife, Catherine, obviously heard that announcement and said, now, wait a minute, maybe I can convince Nick. Well, maybe I'm not going to tell Nick, but I'm going to tell him we're going to go to the theater to see a show. And when he gets there, he's going to have to perform is that what your wife did to you Uh, it was it was it was slightly different, right? I I mean, I mean I would encourage anyone who's uh, kind of of any age, really. I don't think there's any age where you can really where you're ever too kind of old to make it, if you like. And I genuinely thought that um, being a singer songwriter and a singer as, as a young uh, kid and into my teenage years and being a, a musician and singer and, and singer was all I wanted to do. And when I had my first child at 26, uh, 27 years old, and I just decided to put the music uh, put the guitar down and focus on being a parent and uh, over the years my wife and family would always say oh, why don't you just you know put yourself forward for one of these talent shows and you know and then you can really get a gauge to what you know where you are because you always wanted to do it but you never really had the platform and I always just said let no I'm, I'm you know 10 years of not playing and, and, and really takes the confidence out, out of you so I always said no but occasionally I would put up a video so I would in, in a home setting just record me singing a song and I, I might occasionally maybe once a year just put it up on my Facebook page for just really close friends and family to, to watch and, and uh, that's about the extent of my confidence really uh, from when I did play and had loads of confidence to stop playing and not having any confidence but occasionally I'd put a video out and my wife uh, was contacted by somebody through her social media and it was actually one of the producers of the show they were specifically looking for a this is my understanding of it I don't know it, the, the, the full day details of it but they were looking for a kind of dad um, and, and I, I seem, seem to fit the profile and, and they found this video of me singing Daddy's Little Girls which I put up on my, my, my Facebook and uh, they contacted my wife and said look we're looking for su- surprise contestants and we think that Nick would fit uh, this 
his profile particularly well and do you think you know he might be interested and 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 my wife had to spend a lot of time behind the scenes kind of working it out with him but it was initially the show that got in contact with my wife to say that we'd found Nick's video we'd love love him to come and sing that exact song and would you be up for that kind of a big surprise now that is even more amazing because basically you might say that what happened to you was just you could call that luck you know what sure. Paul McCartney sings yeah. with yeah. a little luck it, it'll all work out yeah. would you agree with that I'm the biggest believer that, that luck you need some luck and you need chance and there's no other way to describe how I landed in that particular uh, circumstance uh, for sure um, and and you know I think for, for me it, it's it's absolutely true to say I gave up on my dream of being a singer and a songwriter and, and, and really really when I say put the guitar down I literally had one guitar and I very rarely got it out to play it it spent a lot of time in the box and I focused on just conventional life I was a dad of you know I was a dad of one that turned into four um, and I just got down to life so yeah this is this is this is all the stars aligning and a, an absolute chance that I landed on the stage performing this song and then it went to the extremes that it did because you know there is no other way to explain that that set of circumstances I'm going to tell you something young man and I mean this sincerely if you love your wife Catherine and you have put forth an effort to raise not one not two but four children and you place that as a high priority if not the biggest priority in your life you'll never get a complaint from me or anyone else because even though you're going to have a great career in music i will say family is going to rank up there even before that no matter what career you have do i make any sense to you at all or is yeah. that yeah, can sure. you understand it i mean look, it's it's very simple for me um that it's kind of family first and everything else is a close second you know um so for me um it's finding that balance obviously finding that balance is so important when you're a parent because you don't have a huge amount of time you've got to really get that balance right but yeah family first all day long and then music and my dreams is a close second for sure oh absolutely i could not have said it better myself now i don't want to go down the wrong road here so please forgive me on this i'm not gonna dwell on it i promise you but it is no secret you've come out publicly and you have stated that your own two parents that raised you were alcoholics and it led to a home in turmoil do you care to comment on that and like i say i don't want to cast anything in your life negatively i want to educate the people who think that have you ever heard of a group called leonard skinnard yeah leonard skinnard recorded a record called poison whiskey all right and they say that poison whiskey is gonna kill you dead or what and i'm here to tell you i've seen it and what did alcohol do to your life as you were growing up yeah so i mean my mom and dad my my birth mom and dad actually split up when i was about six years old and uh, I had a my, my dad went on to meet um, meet someone else and, and, and she eventually came into our family life and I think 
you know, f- for me, I've gr- as I've grown older, I am a, have become a lot more comfortable with talking about it. And I do believe you need to kind of live your truth. And and I mean, to give you a, to give you the shortest version I possibly can, my dad was was an exceptional dad uh, to me and my brothers, uh, f- uh, almost all of his, uh, all of my childhood, up till kind of the point where I kind of uh, became a teenager. So we're talking about kind of 10, 11, 12, you know, go, uh, upwards really. And he did rely on uh, as drink, you know, he relied on on drink for his own personal reasons or, you know, whatever he was going through, that was his, that was his kind of vice. And, 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 and the impact of that was, 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 was dramatic on us um, as kids. And unfortunately I, I, I it became, um, and my dad, when I was a kid was completely different to the dad that, that, that was there uh, at 16, for example, you know, it was very, very hard to have a, have a, a functioning relationship with my dad and at that point and and it was it was definitely uh, as a result of him being consumed by you know his bad habits and his drink and um, he was never necessarily kind of violent or anything like that to, to, to us or, or anything like that but you couldn't uh, have a conversation with him and and try and uh, talk to him and and you know I would almost say that from the age of kind of from the age of 11 12 13 it got progressively worse and at the age of 16 I almost needed to lose contact with him because it were, it became very hard in in that setting and um I lost contact with him pretty much up to well, I, I lost contact proper contact with him really uh, from the age of 16 up until the point where he died uh, and he died uh, about um, so we're talking about Britain's Got Talent was the January and my dad passed away in the November he was found on on our lounge floor uh, after having a heart attack and um, and again all quite drink related so he leaves kind of his own legacy if you like but I don't want to I don't want to tell you that he was a bad dad he definitely was he was one of the best dads, but unfortunately, drink, drink, uh, kind of consumed him in the later years, and as a result, it meant that I, we wasn't able to have a relationship with him. Right now, what about mom? Was she? Uh, I heard you say that that mom was involved in the same type of uh, vice. Yeah, no, 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 no. My mom, my mom actually wasn't a, really a drinker at all. Um, so my, my, I still have a really healthy, good relationship with my mom, and uh, she she lives a fair distance from me, but she's very much part of our life and my kids' life. And uh, you know, my 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 actual birth mum split from my dad when 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 I was around six years old, and then obviously I had a step. Mum, stepmom figure come into our family, and I was raised by my dad and my stepmom. But my mum uh, was almost kind of then on the outside because I lived with my we lived with my dad, you know, up to the age of sixteen when I left left home. And but you know, my mum has always been uh, you know uh, a positive influence in in, in my life and, and continues to be today. Let me apologize. Did I understand that your stepmom, not your mom, your stepmom was an alcoholic? Yeah, the stepmom. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were both. So we lived in the house with my stepmom and my dad, and uh, and they were both um, they they were both very heavy drinkers. Yeah, and and that fueled some really hard situations for all of us really growing up. And you know, as a result, my um, I mean, I've got two brothers. I've got an older brother and a younger brother, and even a, a younger sister, which is a half sister through my 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 dad and my stepmom. And and uh, you know, there, there's a lot of estranged relationships there now as a result of, of drink. It can be a it can be a very destructive. 
uh, thing as I found uh, through growing up. Um, but it can also be, you know, it can be something that anyone, you know, can fall into very easily, you know, and you need to, you, it's something I'm always, I'm always very mindful of myself because I know of the destruction that it can kind of bring. I'm right with you there. Although I haven't seen it in my own family, I've heard about it and I've witnessed it with others I have known. I have seen it in males. I have seen it in females. I've seen it in people of all age groups, all socioeconomic barriers. It knows no um, societal norm. It could be for the rich. It could be for the middle. It could be for the poor. If you decide to ruin your life with what Leonard Skinner calls that poison whiskey, you will be dead. I'm here to tell you, I think alcohol, Nick Edwards, is the worst drug. Do I get a ride on from you for that? Or do you disagree? Yeah, I mean, the, the, for sure. I mean, like, I, I just think, I mean, I've seen it firsthand and, you know, I mean, look, I'm not going to sit and tell you that I don't have a beer of an evening and, you know, I drink, uh, but but I know the destruction that large quantities of it can have and, and the impact it can have. So I'm constant, I constantly challenge myself every day to make sure that I don't fall into that, uh, that category uh, because of the experiences that I've come from, you know. Um, there is not a thing wrong with that. Now, let's move forward, because after this television show, which was just a stroke of very good luck in your life, I think it's spectacular what happened, because somehow after you recorded your record in Nashville of Daddy's Little Girl, you went on to have three number ones throughout the world. You had 11 top tens throughout the world, and you had global success in general in over 30 countries worldwide, which is fabulous. And I understand you're going to come back to Nashville as soon as you can get your documentary crew, and you're going to do a situation where you're going to look for uh, and talk about the Grand Old Opry. Yeah, I mean, the, the Grand Old Opry is the dream. I mean, I'm, I'm not... I'm not a conventional country singer. I take my, I'm, I'm, I'm a singer-songwriter and I take my various influences from uh, the experiences and the music I, I, I've been exposed to. So for me, it's, uh, you know, taking the kind of Motown and the soul. Um, I've always loved a kind of the traditional uh, soul singer and the graspiness of the soul a soul singer's voice and, and I love all of that and, and the kind of uh, I grew up in the 90s so for me it was kind of a very pop orientated environment you know getting a catchy song and all of that kind of stuff later I fell in love with the kind of the stories behind country music and, and, and so whilst I'm not a conventional country singer I'm an influence of all of those an amalgamation of all those different styles so yeah for, for, for me the Grand Old Opry is the is the is the, the top of the tree uh, in terms of my dreams and aspirations and um, I'm uh, currently in the process of starting at a grassroots level uh, next Wednesday uh, me and a filmmaker fly out to Nashville to chase our dreams of playing uh, playing the Opry um, so we're going to start this uh, grassroots level where we where we really start 
from the couch and uh, and then hopefully over the next couple of years we're going to be doing some more trips to Nashville and and meeting uh, lots of people and and really trying to get the heart of why the Opry is is so important in American culture in country music and and how influential you know the Opry is uh, to the country world and um, amongst other things but we're um, it's really the idea of of of, of the dad who got his, who kind of got awakened and got his break back on 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 the on Britain's Got Talent and 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 had this kind of lust for for life again and um, which I do and I'm now in pursuit of my kind of you know my biggest uh, dream which is to play play my music on the stage of the Grand Ole Opry so you know why uh, why set a lower bar <laughs> absolutely now they told me that you liked Sam Cooke and you liked the incomparable Ray Charles true see this is all this is all yeah I love music of all uh, of that era um, I'm a massive massive fan of Sam Cooke and his voice and you know Ray Charles all of those great um, and, and they are the songbook of my you know my day really you know if I'm going to stick on some music it's going to be those those uh, those types of, 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 of icons and that's kind of where I get the soul stuff from really and, and that's you know I just love I love what they represent and I love their music and, and, and I feel I've taken a little bit of an influence from, from all from listening to all of that stuff. All righty. Nick Edwards, what you are releasing right now is called an EP. We call that an extended play. An EP is not really what you would refer to as a full album. A full album, roughly, if I could just pull a number out of thin air. Usually an album has somewhere around, give or take, 10 songs. Your EP extended play album presentation has five on there. And the reason why I announced that is because it's really good for the public because when the public buys the EP, you can sell it a lot cheaper and it makes the the album go to more homes, more households, more businesses. You can put it in your hand at less money of just as good a quality. It's just the public is going to receive five songs instead of 10 or 12, right? Yeah, so the EP is actually, believe it or not, it's actually seven tracks, uh, but five, uh, two of those tracks are slightly extended versions of two of the two of the songs that's already on. So for example, the single is a song called Into You. That's one of the five tracks. Uh, it's about three, just over three minutes, the song in total. But we've actually got a version of the song that's probably more like four minutes long. So you, you also get the two extended versions. So it's a, it's seven tracks, like you say, at the reduced rate. You don't have to pay, um, you, you know, the kind of full album rate. So so you get it slightly cheaper. But this is kind of, um, you know, really testing the water with my style again and trying to trying to get, get me on this next step, really. So I've been spending the last kind of month and a bit promoting my latest EP, which is out on the 23rd, so it's out on Friday. It's called 1960. Exactly. And that's another thing I wanted to make sure that the public knew. The EP title, ladies and gentlemen, is 1960, and that's predicated upon your love, Nick, for the 60s, including that's where all the Motown hits basically came from. I'm not saying they didn't have others after, but that's the heart of Motown that Barry Gordy Jr. and everybody, Diana Ross, Sam Cooke, all the whole crew that did Stevie Wonder and so forth and so on. The 60s was the heart of 
Motown, right? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the 60s is probably the best era for music, in my opinion. And you really get you really get the kind of pioneers of music coming through and really trying to, you know, in such an influential period as well, you know, especially for America and American culture and American music, you know, and, and that's something I do want to touch on is that, you know, I'm a big, I fell in love with America and American culture and American music, um, you know, a long time ago, uh, because I, I slowly be, be found that most of my favorite artists or singers were all, all American and all part of the American kind of songbook, if you like. So there is a specific reason why we we, why, uh, we decided to call it 1960. The opening track uh, on the EP is a song called Honest Love, and it's uh, it's a really stripped down me, just me and my guitar, very much like you see on on, on Britain's Got Talent, just me, me and my guitar singing, and it's a song called Honest Love, uh, and it's my take on the story of Johnny Cash and June Carter, which is well documented in the film uh, Walk the Line, where Johnny spends you know, the best part of just over 10 years trying to win the heart of, of June. Um, and for those that have not seen the film, it takes you through a whole uh, the whole story of, of June and Johnny meeting um, on the road, uh, playing in various different shows and touring together, um, all the way through to Johnny's kind of addiction with 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 drugs and alcohol, um, uh, being married and having children himself before he he in fact um, you know met and and, and finally um, won the heart of, of June. But um, they really went on a on a on a journey together. Um, and it took, it, I mean, I don't know the exact number of times Johnny asked June to marry him, but I know it's a fair few amount. Um, and uh, it, I think it was 11 years later of, of keep, he kept asking her. And then 11 years later, she finally said yes on, on, on stage in Ontario, Canada. And then they went on to have obviously one child, uh, John Carter Cash, and, and, and the rest is history. But it's my take on Johnny and June's relationship um, in, you know, as portrayed in the film and uh, him wanting to uh, take her home and uh, wanting to make a life of her and her saying no for so long. And then eventually she says yes. And so that's the opening track of, 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 uh, of the EP. And uh, there's another track, uh, which is the only cover on the EP. And it's a song called I Got Lucky, which is which was written for Elvis Presley in the 60s and recorded in 1961 in, in Nashville, actually. Um, it was a song that Elvis recorded for the soundtrack of a film that he was in called Kid Galahad and is quite an upbeat song if you see it in the film. But I just became absolutely besotted with the lyrics of the song and just absolutely loved the lyrics. But I really wanted to slow the song down so that the audience could really hear how great those lyrics are. So we've completely slowed the song down, made it a bit more soulful, tried to keep it as, as kind of modest as possible. So the, yeah, one of the other tracks from the sixties is, is, is Elvis Presley's I Got Lucky. Um, so that, that was a good enough reason to call the EP 1960, not only um, because of those, t those two tracks, but because of, you know, my, my, my kind of love for the, for the sixties in, in general. Right. Now you call your EP a country slash Americana offering and the Americana part of it is is the mixture of United States based country with the Motown would that be fair yeah I mean I I, 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 I it, 
I, I hate to pigeonhole it or something because it's just what it's just my music in my mind. But if you were going to put it into some category, I would say that it's kind of it's kind of it's a, it's singer songwriter Americana style music with influence from country and soul. You could call it country soul. You could call it country folk you could you know there's a real mixture of all of those of, of all of those things i'd like to think in in the music but it's not it's not it's not kind of quintessentially country or motown or pop or it's an amalgamation of all of those things so i mean to me it sounds kind of like a a, a kind of uh, americana country soul type stuff right now i have to ask you this please i beg of you please tell me that since you like motown you're a fan of Stevie Wonder. Yeah, I can't. I mean, every time I watch a video of Stevie Wonder singing, I just can't believe how good and effortless that guy can sing. And it's no doubt that he, you know, that that he became as big an icon as as he did. You know, with all the odds stacked against him, what an icon! You know, I'm here to tell you, I had as a guest on my show Ronald Rock. Laster. They call him the Master Music Blaster. He was the guitarist with James Brown's band for 27 years. So when James would say, Ron, Ron, that's who he's talking about, Ronald Laster. And he said, you gotta love Stevie. How can you look or listen to Stevie at Every person that would go to a live concert, I don't care what your musical preference is, you would, Stevie Wonder appeals, you gotta love him. You cannot go see him and say, this is a bad concert. Everybody loves Stevie. It's amazing. Let's talk about the man, James Brown, right? I mean, well, my wife's parents would have told me uh, many stories of how when James Brown kind of wasn't so big slightly later on in, in his life he would come over to the UK and play in you know some really kind of small venues and holiday parks and all that kind of stuff and they actually saw James Brown in like a holiday park over in the UK And but I often get asked if you could go to any show like back in time what would it be and I think for me it's, it's the, the, the list is long right but if I really had to choose two people it would either be kind of Frank Sinatra in a live in a live gig or James Brown when he when he was you know when he was really in his peak and I think you know for me the James Brown live show that I've seen videos of you know um, has got a top at number one right it's phenomenal I do I, I I can't really say much more about it than what you say other than the fact that James's MC was the man that put the cape on him at the end of the show when they did the song yeah. please please Please, please, and he'd sing, please, yeah. please don't go. I love you so. And he'd go and, and he would bust out of the cape and come back. And the man that put the cape on his shoulders was the darn MC as well for the show. His name was Danny Ray. And Danny Ray used to go out with the band when James was not on tour himself. And the band and Sister Martha high the 
vocalist that's had been with James for over 30 years, she would have the band and they'd go out and do their thing, if you will. And when Danny Ray passed away and they needed an announcer, Martha said, I've got my man in Cincinnati. This is who I would like to do it. So for 2023, for her USA and her international tours, I've been announcing. And so what I would like to say about it is this. Yes, I am not Danny Ray. I am not the man that put the cape around James Brown. And I am not the man that emceed his particular show. I've emceed thousands of shows in my day with many acts, but I never ever had a bigger compliment than when Martha High called and said, Rick, Danny Ray is no longer with us. There's one other person whose voice I would like to accompany me on the tour with members of the James Brown Band, the JBs, and whoever else she selected to go out on her nationwide and worldwide tours. And she said, Rick, I would like you to be the announcer. And like I'm going to say no. Oh, please. I considered it an honor. That is my homage, if you will, to do what I can do to, as Bootsy Collins would always say, keep the funk alive. That is my little contribution. And I want to say thank you to her and for the people for just showing up, for paying money, for allowing the funk to continue because the old time funk and what's going on today are two completely different things. And I'm not even going to get into that. So I just want to say we all learn, we all develop as we go. And thank you, Martha. And thank you, everybody, for keeping the Motown, the soul, and the funk alive. I just want everybody to know that I take James Brown, Stevie Wonder, and all of those 1960s songs that you're talking about as part of my upbringing. I don't think I'd be the same person without them, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, they're certainly the soundtrack to my life. And, you know, um, there's there's no better era to have, you know, in, in to, you know, if you're just sitting and listening to music, you know. And, and so, yeah, I, I mean, I love all that. All right. I would like to talk to you once about this new single you have. It's called Into You. And I don't want people to confuse it, Nick, with a group that we had over here in America that had members in the group of what used to be called Dennis Yost and the Classics Four, back when Dennis Yost was alive and singing with his band, the Classics Four. People left Dennis's band and they started a group called the Atlanta Rhythm Section down there in, in the Atlanta, Georgia area. And they had a single which did very well for them. It was called So Into You. I am so into you, I can't think of nothing else. I don't know if you heard it, but I don't want people to think that your single Into You is a remake 
remake of the Atlanta Rhythm Section, So Into You. That is a completely different song. Yeah. Tell me about your yeah, single. I've not heard it. Have you heard it? So I've not, oh, I, yeah. I've not heard their version, no. Check it out. It's by the Atlanta Rhythm Section. It's called So okay, you Into You. S-O. So Into You. And tell the public about the song you wrote, which I'm going to call, if you don't mind, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, I'm going to call what you wrote a country influenced ballad yeah i think that's that's i think that's 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 about right so we we've taken the so essentially it's a love song i kind of uh had it as a, a an idea that um you know you grow up in a in in a small town place uh liking somebody um and you never quite get together so you end up life gets a hold of you you end up going to different places maybe you end up moving to different places around the world or even around the country and, and you kind of always remember your kind of first love if you like so it's kind of a take on on that story really but when i was writing the song i really wanted to come up with a kind of uh, a rhyme on lyrics um and 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 again that was that's something that i get from listening to the kind of 60s stuff that 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 was such an important part of kind of that era's music as well like a rhyme you know lots of rhyming and, and stuff like that so i've taken i've taken some of of that and put it into this song and and, and the kind of chorus lyric recite you know we go together like the soles in our shoes like country and blues and all these uh kind of rhymes if you like um i was really pleased when i finished the song and just couldn't wait to record it but um it's it's the lead single from my ep i'm really pleased kind of how it came out i actually had a gentleman from nashville uh track some steel guitar for it um so you get that kind of country uh, steel guitar influence that you'll be able to hear in the song you know but essentially it's a love song it's, it's a ballad what do you say we spill the beans and let everybody hear that beautiful beautiful song that you wrote that we're discussing right now it'll be released in just a few days from now we're right on time it is called into you by nick edwards what do you say shall we hit it let's do it the new ep is out right now ladies and gentlemen from uk television star nick edwards who succeeded nicely as a semi-finalist on the britain's got talent television show the new single into you to keep you never deceive you I just want to know am I someone you'd love just to know yeah these big city lights ain't a patch on a small town they are miles away from the girl in my heart now when I turn up the lights I you're there wherever I go I hope you're there but I'm a million miles away from home we go together like some things that I know and just like the soles on my shoes like country and blues like a sweet Sunday morning you know that I'll see you 
very uh, an essential part of the production side of it, but also was there at the right time. So he hit it up on the guitar and to the rest is history. Oh, and he did a remarkable job. Fabulous job. We yeah. go together, your song says, like souls on our shoes, like country and blues. You know, uh, as you can imagine, a nice bustling family home will have all these burns and marks and food marks from a, you know, cooking, a mother cooking for their busy family. So there are things that, that are there. There are certain stains on an oven, if you like, that are there through a mum's quest for making sure that their children and family eat and the soles on your shoes. Well, your soles on your shoes are there. They, there's something that exists in your shoe, you know, like country and blues, that, as you know, are two styles of music that go together um, so well. So these are all things, are things that go together. And that's what I wanted to play on in terms of playing on the lyrics for, for the chorus. And I, yeah, I, I was really happy with how all those lyrics came out. We go together like souls on our shoes, like country and blues, like burns on the oven top through years of a mother's love. Now that means I'm interpreting that you're not really, you're not really talking talking directly to your partner you're imagining this uh, in your own mind so, uh, help me out are you talking to your partner or are you imagining this love in your own mind I, 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 so the, the story as it evolved in the song is that um, you know, the, the person is almost, you know, in, has, was infatuated with a particular person and they've moved on and, and they're kind of reminiscing and singing a song to their love, um, you know, not necessarily in person, but kind of in spirit, if you like. And so the lyrics are, you know, that I've always wanted to tell you that, that, I, that I loved you and I, sh I, you know, and I haven't, but I think that we go together like the soles on our shoes, like country and blues, like a sweet Sunday morning, um, and all and, and all the lyrics that, that that make up the kind of chorus. So it really is an infatuation between uh, from one person to another, um, kind of overspilling their love and desire, but 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 that love never actually happens. So it's kind of an infatuation from afar, really. Very very well, ladies and gentlemen. We are speaking today with Nick Edwards. He is in the United Kingdom. He is about to. To release his brand new EP, which is entitled 1960. It's actually seven tracks, but five of them are different songs. Two of the seven are extended versions, did I hear you say? Yeah, two, two are extended versions. One uh, is off the single NCU, so a slight extended version of that. And there's another track called Home that we um, is again on the record, so you've got two versions, a longer version and a shorter version. And the brand new single which you've just heard, ladies and gentlemen, is called Into You. Now, we had a guest on this program twice now. I've been told he is a friend of yours. Do you know a guy by the name of Preston D. Barnes? Yeah, I love Preston, yeah. Has he heard this yet? And if so, yeah. what, what, what did what, he say? What, what, what's interesting is that I really wanted to get um, some feedback on the track, uh, you know, just to really get some understanding from someone in in the in the music kind of scene, the the kind of country scene here before before I started focusing on the release. 
um, and Preston was one of the first people that I reached out to 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 get some advice. And Preston is a a, a great person, um, a great soul, and um, I was uh, you know just so pleased to kind of get that message back from him and his kind of seal of approval on the song. So yeah, Preston Preston was one of the first people to hear the tracks outside of you know the production team and, and the band. You were named after a Formula One race car driver. Tell me about that. So my, my dad was um, when he was a lot younger. He used to race himself, um, not in Formula One, but but in various different uh, kind of lower league rate, rate racing. And and uh, he kind of landed on Nicky Lauda, um, who's an Austrian uh, racing driver. So my actual real name is Nicky, spelled N-I-K-I. Um, when you're a teenager in the 90s, being called Nicky wasn't uh, most popular of, <laughs> of choices for, for names. So I was always referred to as my friends and peers as, as, as Nick. Uh, but my actual birth name is Nikki. Well, don't take it too badly because they've had, I'm Rick, but they've had Rickies. And one of them, I you probably have heard of him, Ricky Nelson. And he did very well. He did well on not only the charts, but he was the star of a show called, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, he was with his parents, Ozzy and Harriet, Ozzy and Harriet Nelson. They had a show which did very well here in American yeah. television. So Ricky is not bad. It just depends. It depends what your parents name you, you know? Well, look, I've, I've, as I've got older, I've, I've learned to love it for lots of different reasons. But I think, you know, when you're, when you're a teenager it's you want the easiest life you can get you know and i used to get lots of people kind of at school singing that you know there's a few songs with the word nicky in it um and 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 yeah nicky rhymes with lots of stuff as well <laughs> absolutely nick edwards everyone who you have seen on the united kingdom program called bgt that's an abbreviation for britain's got talent it is the british version of a show we have in America called AGT, America's Got Talent. And after having appeared on that program, your life kind of changed. But you know what? I think your head is screwed on right. And the reason I'm saying that to you, Nick Edwards, is because I don't, excuse my French, but I don't give a damn how well <laughs> the record is going to do. Your family is going to come first your four children, your dear wife, and then you sing your songs and put your heart into them. Let the public and your people decide what your career will do and keep the home fires burning. I really applaud you for talking about it, saying it, and I I just want to thank you. Why don't you tell everybody how they can get the album, or the EP, let's call it, uh, seven songs. Where can they get it uh, so currently you can pre-order it and uh, you can download the single as well um, as of today from apple music and from itunes so anyone who's on itunes or apple music will be able to uh, stream or buy my single or pre-order the ep um from friday this week so in a few days time you'll be able to dream or download it to your heart's content on all major streaming platforms and if you love it so much and want a hard copy you can head over to my website which is www.nickedwardsworld.com and you can buy a hard copy version um i'm selling hard copy uh, cds and hard copy signed cds which uh, i can distribute worldwide so uh, yeah 
you can you, you can get on it straight away today if you like the single and yeah if you pre-order you can get the full uh full ep on friday very very well once again his website ladies and gentlemen www.nickedwardsworld.com nick edwardsworld.com that is where you can physically get a a copy mailed to you uh, through the post at your home or wherever you would like it to come to your business or whatever and as we proceed uh, with your uh, documentary that you're going to do on the Opry when can we expect you over in America in Nashville again I know you're on your way I just don't know when you're going to be here I arrive in Nashville on the 27th, so next Wednesday, and I'll be there for just over a week. Um, and we've got lots of cool stuff planned. I'm even going to be spending a little time recording some more stuff. So uh, to keep the flow of music going kind of beyond this EP. So yeah, less than in, in just over a week, I'll be in Nashville. Very, very well. As we get ready to close out today, what would you like to tell the young people out there listening that would like to have a musical career and they look up to you for that? Uh, is it disheartening where... Not everybody gets the shot that you've had, but they need the encouragement because there are some talented people out there. What would you tell them? I mean, from a musical perspective, whether you're a singer, a guitar player, a drummer, there are people that I see in in pubs and bars that that play and love playing and get paid for playing um, all the way up to the kind of stars that you see in the charts, right? Um, From my perspective, I'm by no means in a situation where... I'm selling out kind of stadiums and and I'm nowhere near that. I'm very much climbing the ladder from the bottom. The one thing I've learned through this experience, Britain's Got Talent last year, is that I... I almost quit on myself uh, musically to focus on becoming a dad. And I was 20, kind of 6, 27 at the time. And my focus changed. What this show has taught me is that, you know, I'm, I'm now much older. Uh, and and, and I, can, I can tell you that, that, that there is no age, you know, where your dreams can't be kind of rebuilt again. You know, I don't think there's any moment where just because you're not young anymore, you can't kind of kick it and do it. Um, so I think I'm proof that, that the opportunities are there for everyone. Um, and and, and if, even if you lose sight of that dream for a little bit, um, you know, it can still be there if you, if you try hard enough and want it to be there. And, and uh, of course, you need a bit of luck and you need the right friends, you know, they need the right people around you. But yeah, I'm definitely going to try and hold on to this dream as much as I can and then try to say yes to as many things as I can. And I think that's a good ethos to start with. Absolutely. Now, listen, as you get bigger and bigger and bigger you don't happen to need a man to put the cape on you and and pat you on the back so you can bust out of the cape i know somebody that'll do that what do you think are you looking for a cape man I, I, I think that would be the dream, right? If you can get a cape man, I think you know you've made it at that point. And, and, and if I do, and when I do, I'll call. I'll be oh, all right, right. We'll do please, please, please in a little country version. How's that sound? 
You got it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, what a program. Hey, before before I get out of here, did you enjoy your time with this crazy man in the USA, Nick Edwards? I mean, for me, I, I, I love I love everything about America, including the kind of, you know, the accent and the people. And, and it's been a pleasure. I just hope I get to spend more time over in the States. And, um, you know, I'm a big fan, like I said. So thanks very much for taking your time out to hear some of my stories. Um, anytime. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rick Flynn speaking. It's been fun, but I've got to run. Thank you to Britain's Got Talent television semi-finalist, Nick Edwards, as he tells us about his brand new soon-to-be-released EP called 1960 and his brand new single Into You. This has been a very great show. I've enjoyed it. I've had a great time. Thank you for appearing all the way in the United Kingdom, Nick Edwards. And to you, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to us. New shows every Wednesday. Look for us then, and we'll have a brand new one next week. Thank you all. Good night. And thank you for sharing the moment with me. Thank you very much for for giving me the opportunity to share some of my stories, and I hope to see you all very soon. The preceding was a Rick Flynn production. This is your announcer, Chantal Marie speaking.